Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Friday, January 21st, 2022. This is Shannon, and tonight I am here with Sarah, Stacy, Brooke, and Natalia, and we are looking forward to lots of great books coming out in February. And then after February comes March, and March is so, so full of great books. I'm not sure how we will like have only one episode of, of these. But it's not time for March yet. It's time for February. So <laughs> I'm going to have Stacy start us off, followed by Brooke, then me, Sarah, and lastly, Natalia. But of course, before you hear from Stacy, you have to hear the usual housekeeping information. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. So I screamed when Shannon sent out the list of possible February picks because she had already marked my name beside my first book. I love the yes, series. Yes, she did. And I might have screamed, it's mine, 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 mine. But no one can vouch for me because the only person home at the time is my Labrador and she is not telling. So I am talking about Midlife Witch Hunter, 40 Proof Number 6 by Shannon Mayer. It comes out, ah, I know. And it comes out on February 7th. And I'm not going to tell you about Midlife Witch Hunter because it'll give away a bunch of things about this series. The first book in the series, if you haven't read it, is Midlife Bounty Hunter. And all I'm going to tell you about the series is it's about a woman named Brie. She goes through a nasty divorce. She lives in Seattle. And when she and her husband divorce, she ends up down on her luck, living in the guest room of her ex-husband's young hot cousin in Savannah. (laughs) And how much would that suck? Like, seriously, like how much would that suck? And it would be awful. And she's been living her life in a very deliberate way to ignore all the magic that there is in the world. But now she's back in Savannah and basically the magic around her is like slapping her in the face. She can't ignore it anymore. And the only job she can find that pays anything decent is a job going back into the magical world. And as Brie sort of dips a reluctant toe into this world, followed by, at some point, just a joyous leap back into it, she 
kind of collects a found family of different characters and creatures that surround her. And she gets into many, many adventures and situations. And there's lots of um, hot men and just lovely, lovely, strong female friendships. And that's all I'm going to say about this series because it's really good. It has to be read in order. Yes, Natalia, I do read books in order sometimes. (laughs) And um, honestly, like this is like the dumbest synopsis I've ever given, but I don't want to talk about the sixth book. It gives too much away. So I'll just say I'm super stoked to read Midlife Witch Hunter 40 Proof number six by Shannon Mayer that is coming out on February 7th. And if you need to read an amazing series that will lift you up, make you happy, make you laugh, make you swoon, just give you all of the stupid feels that you just love so much. Start out by reading Midlife Bounty Hunter, which is 40 proof number one. And I promise you won't regret it. All hail the skeleton horse. Oh, I love him. (laughs) I love, I need, I need to read this so much. So my first book tonight is the Empress of Scarred Secrets by Andrea Mm -hmm. Corbin. So this is a new author to me, so I'm pretty excited about it. So our main character's name is Verena, and she is being forced into a situation that she's not too happy about. For many years, there was a war in the land of, um, I'm going to guess on how to say it, but Astana, I think that's how you say it, and now there's like this tentative peace that's about to be broken. And in order for things to not get really bad, Verena needs to attend this meeting that happens quarterly. And she needs to take her place at the table of the um, demon high king. It's a place where her parents used to be, but I'm not really sure what happened to her parents, but she now has to take her place and she doesn't want to be like she's, she was born um, a high queen, but she doesn't want to be, but she's now being forced to think about becoming an empress. And that makes her even more upset because as I said, like she just doesn't want this life for herself. And that, my friends is sad, but I can only give you that. So this is (laughs) The Empress of Scarred Secrets by Andrea Corbin. And it comes out on February 1st. I'm so excited about it. It looks really good, but there wasn't much I could tell people. No, it's not a a long synopsis. There are so many good books coming out on February 1st. All right. So I am taking us away from fantasy and and paranormal and empresses and we are going to talk about the dark secrets of a boarding school because that's like a thing that I love so this is the Chandler Legacies by Abdi Nazemian and this comes out on February 15th I read his like a love story a couple of years ago and it was one of the very best YA books I'd read in a long time. So if you've not read any of his stuff, I highly recommend it. So this one follows five teenagers who attend this very elite kind of prep school called Chandler. 
And it's one of these places that everybody wants to go. It's like the best and the brightest get accepted there. And if you manage to get in, like you must be very, very special. But as so often is the case in places like this, there is a lot going on behind the scenes and things are a lot darker than you might think. So apparently we follow five teenagers, each of whom has had their own experiences here. Some of these experiences are good, some not so good, and I think a couple are downright terrible. Um, This does not purport to be a thriller exactly. Um, It looks more just like young adult contemporary fiction with perhaps a little bit of, of suspense like thrown in to keep things interesting, but it doesn't look like you know a like an actual YA thriller um it talks a lot about sexuality about class about race and Nazemian's writing is so beautiful um it's one of the things that struck me the most about like a love story when I read it a couple of years ago so he has definitely been on my radar since then And I am very much looking forward to The Chandler Legacies by Abdi Nazemian. It comes out on February 15th. My first book I'm going to talk about tonight is um, a book that looked really fun to me, the synopsis. Um, It is an author's debut novel. So I don't know anything about this author but I loved the first line of the synopsis. So the book is called Lease on Love. It's by Fallon Ballard and it's coming out on February 1st. So the reason why when Shannon showed me this book, I was like, oh yeah, I want to do this book is because the first line is Beach Read meets the flat share. So like, I know. So like two books that I love, so this is a rom-com. It, they say a sharp rom-com Ooh. about a young woman named Sadie. And Sadie's not having a very good time of it at the moment. Um, she was passed over for a promotion. And she, what she really needs is like several things. She needs a stiff drink. She needs a new place to live. And she needs a one-night stand because she's <gasps> kind of hurting. So she's at this bar... This- I know. So she's at this bar and one drink turns into one too many. And when she goes to get on the dating hookup app, she swipes and messes up and gets on the new roommate app. (gasps) So she ends up at this beautiful brownstone and it belongs to a man named Jack. And unfortunately, Sadie's a little bit more attracted to Jack's house than she is to Jack. And Jack has had his own struggles lately. His parents recently died and he's not doing very well. He spends most of his time alone, like playing video games and watching movie marathons and really isolating from people. And so he decides it's okay to let Sadie stay in his guest room. And Sadie, then now that she has a place to live with ridiculously low rent, has the ability to do more with her florist aspirations. And she starts making Jack's house into this really, really like welcoming home. And both of them start to wonder if there's more to their arrangement than 
sharing a house. Yes. I know. So again, I'm really curious, like when we all read this book, I would love to know what other people think about it. It's, it has a very delightful synopsis. So I'm really hoping that Jack and Sadie are going to be people that I'm going to like fall in love with and want to read about all the time, especially when you compare it to Beach Read and the Flat Share. So this is Lease on Love. It's by Fallon Ballard, and it is coming out February 1st, as many of the other books we are talking about tonight. I was so excited when I saw this. I knew. I'm so glad <sighs> that you like brought it to my attention. I don't know where I've been. I mean... I feel cheated because I didn't know about this because <laughs> I would have like arm wrestled you for this because I want it. So my first book today is a thriller. And as thrillers do, we only have a very limited amount of information. Actually, I would say that this synopsis has the most limited information I have seen in a long time. However, the information that we do have is so captivating that I am okay with it. And I wish I could have this book in my hands yesterday. Now, this book would be the second novel I've read by this author or I will read by this author. And it is called The Cage by Bonnie Kistler coming out the day after Valentine's Day, February 15th, 2022. So we'll have romance and then we'll have a creepy thriller. This book or what we know about this book is that it's about two women one is a lawyer and one is a human resource manager. And they both work on the 30th floor of a fashion conglomerate. And it's Sunday night. They're the only ones working. And they are finally finished with whatever it is that they're doing. They were not working together from what we can see. And they end up going to the elevator together, not paying attention to each other. Each one uh, preoccupied with her own life. And well... It's the 30th floor when they get on the elevator and they're both just fine, except when they get to the lobby, one of them is dead. Now, we don't know their names and we don't know which one is dead and we don't know why. But it's very interesting to me, at least, to find out what happened. Was it murder? Was it suicide? Was it something else entirely? To find out, read or pre-order The Cage by Bonnie Kistler coming out on February... 15th, 2022. So last summer, I stumbled upon a new historical romance author, and I had spent several years avoiding historical romance because I was so sick of ballrooms and potted poems. But Harper St. George, the synopsis of The Devil and the Heiress, was so so compelling. I had to read it. And now I'm happy to say that The Lady Tempts an Heir, The Gilded Heiresses number three, is coming out on February 22nd. This book is about Maxwell. He's an American. His father is forcing him to return to England to find a woman to wed, a lady to wed so that he can sort of deal with his legacy. Well, as the synopsis describes him, Maxwell is tall, dark, and brooding. So, of course, I already like him. And he returns to England, but he's not a fan of this whole plan at all. 
So Lady Helena is flirting with scandal by not going to the teas and balls that I hate reading about. Because she's spending all of her time (laughs) at the home for wayward women. And, you know, she should be, like, more concerned about her future. But instead, she's worried about the children and the women that she feels, you know, need her help and support. But she's running out of funding to kind of support this home. And so she and Maxwell come up with a daring plan to participate in a fake engagement. My favorite thing. They will both benefit because it'll keep his father off his back. So he doesn't have to like think about marriage and she will have the ability to continue funding the home for wayward women. And this arrangement is working just swimmingly for both parties until perhaps they start to feel a bit more for each other than the fake feelings they're supposed to pretend to feel at all of the balls and soirees. And I can't wait to read this. I cannot wait to read this. The Lady Tempts an Heir, Gilded Heiresses Number 3 by Harper St. George. It comes out on February 22nd. And I am just super stoked about it. And I can't wait to read it. And the second book in the series was delightful. It included like close proximity in a carriage and I believe some sort of fake marriage drama as well. And I just think she is quite a clever author and it's just, it's a lot of fun to read about Americans in London and the new money that all of the aristocracy is forced to sort of allow into its sort of ancient coffers in order to keep the balls and soirees and steeplechases going. So my next book is A Kingdom of Ruin, Deliciously Dark Fairy Tales, number three by K.F. Breen. And it comes out on February 7th. So I can't really tell you about this book or it will be a big spoiler because this is actually the, I'm pretty sure it's the wrap-up book. So you can only imagine how much I would give away if I talked about this book. That'd be terrible. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Instead, I'm going to talk about A Ruin of Roses, which is number one. So our main character's name is Finley. And she lives in a place where a curse has been put on the people of this kingdom. Um, And it was because of something that a former king had done. So her village is very sick. And there's only way that she's able to find like, not a cure, but like kind of like pain relief or like at least relief of the discomfort of the illness is by venturing into this forbidden forest. So she goes off and she does this and then she comes back, gives her, and then there, you, it's kind of neat because you get to learn about the, um, how she makes the herbal remedy for the people in her village. And then she ends up having to go back and she gets discovered by the dragon prince. His name is Nifane. And she gets discovered by him and he, he captures her and he takes her to his palace where she learns a lot of things that she never would have known about, uh, about sex and about life. 
um, in like in the, in the place where like you can get whatever you want. And at the same time, she gets to know Nifane. And she realizes some things about the situation that he's in and how it might kind of relate to her own situation. And that, my friends, is where I must leave you. Um, one thing I didn't say, but I'm guessing you can probably guess, is this is actually like a retelling of The Beauty and the Beast. So this is A Kingdom of Ruin, Deliciously Dark Fairy Tales, number three by K.F. Breen, and it comes out on February 7th. And as soon as it does, I am so so reading it. Fairy tale retellings are the best. Beauty and the Beast retellings are my favorite. Mine too. And K.F. Breen writes really snarky heroines and just some funny, snappy dialogue that makes me laugh. So my next pick is the second book in Sarah J. Moss's Crescent City series. This is House of Sky and Breath. And it's another one of those books that I can't really tell you about because doing so would ruin so much of the magic and that would be very bad. So what I will tell you is that the first book, House of Earth and Blood, came out a couple of years ago and I loved it so incredibly much. It is this huge, sweeping, epic fantasy with an urban fantasy feel. Like this takes place in a world that is definitely not ours, but it feels so much like ours. Um, I I don't know how to explain it any better than that. It's, It's epic fantasy, but it feels so familiar and relatable. There are fallen angels here. There are different types of like fae creatures. Um, The worlds are so, so rich. So our heroine is a woman named Bryce. And Bryce has always lived this kind of charmed life. But when she returns from this night on the town to find that the local shifter pack has been murdered, rather heinously, this really affects her because these are the people that she was the closest to. And she doesn't know really how to how to cope with this. So years pass and she's just kind of going through the motions. And then she meets Hunt. And Hunt is kind of a like an archangel who is sent to the city to do some investigating and he and Bryce fall for one another. And there's all kinds of court intrigue that kind of keeps them thinking that maybe this isn't such a good thing for them to become involved. There are some kind of like crime elements thrown in here as we're trying to figure out who was responsible for the murder that kind of started the whole story. Um, But it doesn't feel, you know, like a, like a police procedural necessarily. It's very, very magical, um, very epic in its scope. I love it so incredibly much. In audio, the first book was like almost 27 hours long. Wow. And I I flew through it. I'm hoping that the second one is just as long and just as lovely. So this is House of Sky and Breath, Crescent City, book two by Sarah J. Moss, This does not come out until February 15th. 
I was thinking at first that it was coming out um, on the first, but it is making me wait until the 15th. Sad. All good things come to those who wait. Yes. Yes, they do. But sometimes the the waiting waiting is so hard. Painful. So I'm super excited to announce that my next book, I have never read anything by this author either. Are you surprised? Yay! However, (laughs) um, I've heard of this author though, and I'm so excited to be talking about this book. It looks really great. Thank you, Stacey, for telling me it was coming out. See, look, I give credit. So this is One Night on the Island. It's by Josie Silver. And it is coming out on Valentine's Day, ladies and gentlemen. So February 14th. This is the story of Clea, who is a, um, she is a dating columnist. And she is spending her 30th birthday alone, which probably really isn't that great for what she does. And she is going on a self-coupling (laughs) quasi-sabbatical on an Irish island far away from London. Um, Her boss is recommending that she do this to kind of get back in touch with herself and her career and kind of explore what she wants. And she thinks it's a great idea for some really quiet self-care in this luxury cabin away from London and the stress. But then enter Mac from Boston. And all I know about Mac is that his life is slowly deteriorating and he doesn't want to really acknowledge that. But he ends up going to the same Irish island to kind of find his roots and kind of get back in touch with himself. But horror of horrors, both of them were booked in the same one-bedroom luxury cabin. And now they're stuck there until the next ferry comes. And they don't (laughs) like each other. Like, from the moment they meet, they're like, ew. They just... it. They just... I mean, think about it. Like if you're in this luxury cabin and you think you're there to find yourself and do a, what was it? Self, self-coupling <laughs> quasi sabbatical. And then someone else from Boston shows up. Yeah, that's, that's no so they right there. don't get off on the right foot, but as the days pass, they get less and less worried about when the ferry's coming back. <laughs> so this is, um, Says the synopsis, a wonderful, very um, Josie Silver-ish book. One Night on the Island explores the meaning of home, the joys of escape, and the things that we think we really want are not the things that we need. Wow. Josie Silver. I know. Josie (laughs) Silver, One Night on the Island, comes out Valentine's Day. Will this be the first Josie Silver book I read? I think so. Maybe. I loved I her one day in December. People, I wonder if people will be like self-coupling on Valentine's Day. I know. I don't know. Read Maybe but they'll I, have a self-coupling quasi-dinner or something. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes. I love forced proximity romances. They make me so happy. My second book of the night is a mystery as well. 
And this is one of my favorite kinds of mysteries that take place in academies and boarding schools. You know, I've never been to a boarding school. I've never attended one in my life, but I love, love reading about them. Uh, of course, Hogwarts is my favorite, but any boarding school novel is my catnip. So this is The New Girl by Jesse Q. Sutanto. And this book is about Leah, and I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing the last name, Sishiwin, who has recently earned a scholarship to the Draycott Academy uh, through track. I'm assuming running. And she has never really fit in anywhere, so she decides to go for it and... and risk it and accept so she goes to Draycott and she meets a bunch of people and she's trying to see what it's all about and she sees one of her classmates being forcibly carried away by security uh but nobody has the answers as to why her teachers and her classmates are unfazed by the fact that this happened and while she investigates she finds more corruption in the academy a teacher that's corrupted, a golden boy that isn't what he seems to be, and a blackmailer that wants her to get kicked out of school. So while she is investigating all this, the threats against her take a deadly turn. What will happen to Leah and Draycott? I guess we'll have to find out by reading the book. So this is The New Girl by Jesse Q. Sutanto. And yes, it comes out February 1st. That means in a couple days. I'm excited. So months and months ago, when I discovered that Sarah Geo had a new book coming out, I screamed and I texted Shannon and I said, mine, mine, mine. And then it kept getting pushed from, it was like last summer, I think it was supposed to come out. I mean, it's been like months ago. Yeah, so I've been, been waiting time. and waiting. And finally, I get to talk about With Love from London by Sarah Geo. It's coming out on February 8th. And I love Sarah Geo. This book is about Valentina, Val to her friends. She's in her 30s. She's just gone through a crappy divorce. And she finds out she's a librarian in Seattle. And she finds out that her estranged mother has left her a bookshop that she didn't know about in London. So when Val was a teenager, her mother Eloise just up and left her and her father and went back to London. And obviously this was very, very hard on Val and she has a lot of feelings about it, but now she's in her thirties. She's gone through this divorce. She's having a rough time. So when she finds out that her mother who has just passed away has left her a flat and a bookshop in London. She thinks it's a great way to kind of escape all the feelings that she's having. And so she goes across the ocean. She goes to London. She moves into her mother's delightful flat. And she starts falling in love with her mother's bookshop, which is called the Book Garden. And she's working with the sort of eccentric staff there. And she finds out that, OMG, the Book Garden is in trouble. And she wants to keep this bookshop open. And as she's getting, you know, kind of learning, living in her mother's flat and falling in love with the neighborhood and this little bookshop, she learns more about her mother, Eloise, than she had anticipated. This book is about Val, but it also tells the story of Eloise. And I'm 
suspecting it tells what caused Eloise to leave her life in the U.S. to return to London and open a bookshop. And that's all I really know about this book, but I love books about bookshops. I love books about librarians who love books. And I just am really excited to read this and to see how this story unfolds. So this is With Love from London by Sarah Geo, and it comes out on February 8th, and I'm really excited. I love Sarah Geo. Timeline. So my next book is The Deepest of Secrets, Rockton Number 7 by Kelly Armstrong, and it comes out on February 15th. So I can't really tell you too much. Yeah, I'm sad. I know. So I can't really tell you much about this book, um, but I'll tell you a bit about the characters. So our main character's name is Casey. And in the first book, something happens to her. And then something also happens to one of her best friends, which causes them to need to get away. They need to find, they need to, kind of restart their life somewhere else. So they learn about this place in the Yukon and it's called Rockton and it's made up of a bunch of people who are needing a new place, like they need a new life. So you can only imagine what kind of things happen in this community. So one of the other characters in the book, um, in the books, his name is Eric Dawson, and he is the the sheriff or like the head police officer in the community. So formerly, Casey had also been a police officer in her former life. So they end up getting her to also sign up as a detective for the small little police force. So her and Eric, they get to know each other, and it's really neat through the throughout the um, series to learn more about Eric and how he came to this community. Because he's one of the rare people that was actually like born in the area. So it's really interesting to see his whole backstory and how he got to the community and like why he stays and stuff like that. And it's also neat to see how him and Casey develop a relationship and what kind of relationship each of them have with the various people within this community. So this is The Deepest of Secrets and it's Rockton number seven by Kelly Armstrong and it comes out on February 15th. And I think your goldens are saying that there's a really (laughs) great dog in the series as well. Yeah! It's a storm Newfoundland, right? Or the yes. it's Newfoundland. I can't remember yeah. which one. Yeah, yeah. They wanna they wanna hang out with Storm because Storm gets yeah. to be like free everywhere. <laughs> Listen, they're going they, storm. Storm. They don't really understand why they can't be free everywhere. They yeah. think it's really really bad that we always make them stay with us all the time. Yeah, they don't live in the Yukon, so they they can't be free. All right. So my last pick tonight is the latest novel by Bethany C. Morrow, and this is called Cherish Sarah. It comes out on February 8th, 
And this intrigues me for a couple of reasons. First off, it's part of this new subgenre that I've recently become aware of that calls itself social horror. And it took me a little while to figure out what this was. But basically, it is horror uh, kind of that relies on the oppression of certain types of people. Um, and they Ooh. use horror to kind of show how this works. So like um, When the Reckoning Comes by Latanya McQueen is apparently a good example of this. I also read The School for Good Mothers by Jessamine Chen. And that would also fit into this social horror subgenre. So Cherish Farah is the story of a 17-year-old Black girl named Farah. And she has decided that the people around her exist just sort of to, like, help her get what she wants. Like, there's a purpose for everyone that Farah knows. And she's very careful about who she lets into her life because they have to be able to fulfill a certain purpose for her. So her best friend is the other Black girl in her kind of country club community. And her name is Cherish. And Cherish lives a really different life from Farah. She was adopted by a white family. And so she has all this privilege that Farah has never really been able to, like, have on a, on a firsthand basis. She experiences it sort of through Cherish, but she doesn't really understand what it must be like to live this way. So Farah's family is facing some really hard times. Um, apparently their house is about to be foreclosed on. And so she decides, and I'm not sure how you decide this. Like, I don't, I just don't know. She decides that the best thing to do is to move in with Cherish and her family. And I guess like people just sort of think this is okay because it happens. But then weird things start happening. People start becoming ill in ways that they can't explain. There's this journal that somehow seems to keep track of everything that goes on in the house. Um, I, I don't know Ooh. how that happens. Creepy. Um, I, maybe it's like possessed by a demon. I don't <gasps> know. But it, this journal like documents all these weird events that are going on in the house. And Farah is becoming more and more sort of drawn in to whatever drama is going on in Cherish's household. I don't know what this drama is because the synopsis doesn't tell me, but this book looks utterly terrifying and really, really intriguing. I'm not always a big horror fan, um, and I don't know what I think about a journal that documents things like all by itself, um, except that like that's not the kind of journal that I want to have. Um, but this one is one that I've been looking forward to for a little while now. So this is Cherish Farah by Bethany C. Morrow, and it comes out on February 8th. If her name is familiar to you, she wrote some YA fantasy um, a couple of years ago, the first book being A Song Below Water, which is about sirens, um, which I have recently added to my TBR list. I feel like you've talked about her before. Am I making it up? I think so. Okay. All right, Sarah, you can like 
Take it well, away. Well, make us happy again. <laughs> I, um, well, how about I make you surprised? I've never read right. this author either. Surprise. <laughs> I know. But this book looked good to me. It is called Tattered Stars, Tattered and Torn, book one, by Catherine Coels. Coles. It is coming out on February 1st. And the first line in the synopsis is, be brave. 60 seconds, 20 breaths. So one night changed everything for some people in a town called Wolf Gap. And Sounds like Everly, shifters should live there. Right? right? But I don't believe they're shifters. I believe no, they're just they people. <laughs> so this is the story of Everly. And all I really know about Everly is that her father nearly ruined a family. And whatever he did to this family has really, really caused a lot of devastation in one night that has left people not doing well. And Everly has been away for a long time. And she still thinks about the boy with the haunted eyes. (gasps) Yes. So she comes back to Wolf Gap to try to make amends. And she is going to use this land that her mother left her to create some sort of sanctuary. I don't know what the sanctuary is. And Hayes is the boy with the haunted eyes who is still struggling with the fact that he couldn't or didn't do something or couldn't help people or couldn't fix things many years ago. And he is very, very unhappy that Everly has returned to town, but is also a little impressed by her backbone of steel and her wanting to make this sanctuary. And So he starts spending a little bit of time with her, probably initially reluctantly, and then they develop kind of a tentative friendship that slowly grows into something more. And their love begins to bloom and to blossom, but what they don't realize is somebody is out there watching. And that, my friends, is Tattered Stars, Tattered and Torn, book one. By Catherine Coles. It's coming out on February 1st. And it sounds a little intriguing. I kind I of want all the books you've talked about. out me. there watching. It's like a bad thing. I know. It just ended like that. And somebody's out there watching. And I'm like, why? What are they going to do? What's <laughs> happening? My last book is another thriller. It seems like February is the month of mystery, which is perfectly okay with me. And this book is by a master in storytelling suspense, Minka Kent. This book is called Unmissing. It comes out February 15th of 2022. And this book is about Merritt and Luca. And they are... a I guess newlyweds and they have everything in their life that they wanted, a nice coastal home, their family's growing, their marriage is great. Until one day they receive a knock on the door and it's Luca's ex-wife or 
last wife, Lydia, we don't know if they ever got divorced or not, but she's emaciated and completely weak. And apparently she was missing for 10 years. And she has a very harrowing tale about herself being kidnapped and tortured and left for dead and escaping all this time uh, when nobody knew where she was. And so Merritt and Luca feel really guilty about this beautiful life and marriage and home they've built while she was suffering. And they decide that they're going to take her into their home and try to help her get a semblance of her life back. Except something is really strange about Lydia and Lydia's not for one, she doesn't want to talk to the police. Um, there are a lot of answered questions that Merritt has about all this that happened with Lydia. And when she starts discovering the answers, they're terrifying because it turns out that Lydia is not the only one who has secrets. Whose secrets are they and what do they have to do with the plot? I guess the only way to know is to pick up on February 15th, which I will definitely be doing, Unmissing by Minka Kent. And this concludes our episode of most anticipated February releases. Hopefully you have found some awesome stuff that you were not aware of, and now you can add it to your TBR pile just like we are. As always, I have to thank my crew tonight. It was Brooke, Natalia, Sarah, and Stacy. Extra thanks goes out to Christine for all of her fantastic editing. And of course, we thank each and every one of you who joins us each week as we talk about great books. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, it kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody.